0: Hello everyone, I'm Melina, and I'm Aditi. Welcome to an episode of Yakin' About Bojack. Yes, welcome. Melina, what did you think about this episode, season six, episode six, the kidney stays in the picture. It wasn't going anywhere I thought it was going to (laughs) go. Yeah, but Melina, I think this is a Todd episode, so kind of, you were right, not completely.
1: Yeah, it was like a whole new storyline for him.
0: Yes, yes. A little bit of depth, a little bit of telenovela, if I should say.
1: Mhm, mm-hmm. I was just like, um, is this this is the last season, right? Like, how are we going to where are we going with this?
0: This is an 18 episode season though. Mm. True. But that means we had to wrap everyone up. We have to wrap everyone up. But, you know, some season, some shows don't really have Endings, right? You know, they leave things open. What kind of ending do you think uh, Bojack will have? Honestly,
1: I have no idea. Like I think I'm I think we had the same question before, but I don't think it's just gonna be like everyone's ha happy, ha ha rah-rah. But I don't think it's gonna be like a very disappointing kind of ending either. But I can't I can't imagine what it
0: could be. But before we jump into the ending, we've already started skipping ahead, folks. We're gonna do a summary. Melina, are you ready? Yes, yes, I'm ready. Okay. So the assistance strike shuts Hollywood down and Princess Carolyn and Lenny Turtletaub engage in negotiations. Todd and his stepfather, Jorge, go off to retrieve Todd's kidney from White Whale headquarters so his mother can recover from her coma. Talk about intense. Bojack helps Dr. Champ face his alcoholism and come to terms with his own issues with horses.
1: Those are like three pretty intense storylines in one episode.
0: (laughs) Yeah, for sure. And also, I think we we got a lot of growth. Like, normally, we don't really have BoJack helping people. Like, every time I do a summary, it's normally someone else helps someone else, whatever. It's never BoJack helps, right? There's really been Mm. a trend for season six. Helping with the fainting goat. I forgot his name. Alfred, I think. Mm. when that episode, he actually helped him out. And even before that, he was giving advice to the girl who broke out of rehab. Mm. And, you know, in general... I don't know. I'm seeing this as a trend, Melina. What do you think? I just need to see him help himself, is what I need to see. Yes, which is what he talked about with Dr. Champ. And it turns out Dr. Champ is not really a therapist, (laughs) he's a therapy horse. Therapy horse, (laughs) key distinction. What did you think about that? I'm just like, what does that mean? Exactly. Exactly. No, I think that has to do a lot with the fact that the term therapist is not necessarily government regulated. Mm -hmm. Right. So um, that I think that's what Bojack's trying to poke fun at. Also, (laughs) his name conveniently is Dr. Champ. Is that like illegal to have a name that makes you think that they have a they're they're like a doctor when they aren't really like they're not that professional? He's just therapy horse. I mean, it's kind of like,
1: is Princess Carolyn allowed to have a name that would indicate she's a monarchy? True. I guess it just flies.
0: Mr. <laughs> Peanut Butter is Mr. And it's so weird <laughs> that Pickles just calls him Mr. It's like, oh, you should say that's his first name. Actually, would that be Is be? it? I don't <laughs> know. <laughs> that's what I was going to say. That's so weird. I, I just don't know. <laughs> what do you, anyways, too many questions that we don't need to get into. We're going down a deep rabbit hole of names. But it looks like Bojack is sober. He's still staying sober, despite the fact that he notices Dr. Champ when he wakes up in the morning, is concerned, is going home to sober up, but goes back to drinking. Mm -hmm. What did you think about that whole scene where he confronts Dr. Champ in the bar?
1: Where he finally had the whole realization that maybe he just hates horses, or not hates horses per se, but like a lot of the trauma is from horses. And because he's a horse... He's going to have a lot of, like, self-hatred and things.
0: Yeah. I think that was interesting. I also feel like Dr. Champ was, like, a better, <laughs> better <laughs> at therapizing when he was drunk. It also seems like he spoke to Dr. Champ about his parents. Because, mm-hmm. like, that's, like, a dead giveaway, right?
1: Yeah, because it was interesting because Dr. Champ was, like, during the interaction, it was kind of like Dr. Champ was, like, if you, if I told you this, you wouldn't listen to me because I remind yeah. you of your dad, which is, like, oh, this yeah. is awkward.
0: But shockingly enough, seeing Dr. Champ, I think, in a vulnerable position made him seem less like the authority, I think, that his dad was. That's my guess, right? Like, if Mm -hmm. he told him this when he was still in the therapy and and BoJack position, I don't think it would have gone well. And his Mm -hmm. friends friends have also told him this before, but it's coming very differently from now. Dr. Champ was like sort of an authority figure at the rehab. Mm -hmm. Now having a very vulnerable relapse right and Mm. bojack actually trying to help him Mm. where i think it hits more when he says it right like there is a there's a degree of like he's no longer like lecturing me like my father would
1: hmm although i also do wonder in that kind of situation Like, would it have been ideal to switch therapists? I mean, I guess he's a therapy horse, so. Yes.
0: And I think that's also why Dr. Champ was pushing him to leave and find a Mm. new psychiatrist. Like, that was probably good. Like, rehab is for Mm. crisis patients. So, you know, we want to help them get on their feet. Yeah, I definitely think, like, there is a very important part of therapy, which is getting the right match for you, Mm -hmm. right? And that right match means, like, looking for someone. In this case, I think they're really using species as an Mm -hmm. allegory for race. Mm. Pretty blatantly here, right? So the fact that Bojack has a bad relationship with his parents, and I love how they just spell it out. <laughs> they just spell it out. Bojack just says he's like, "Whoa!" He's like, "What? No, I, I have other male horse friends. Like, I have horse friends." And he's like, "No, you don't," <laughs> because like they all like you have a bad relationship, and because his parents made him hate horses, he uh, results in rotten behaviors. He subconsciously believes he deserves to be punished, but being famous. He's never punished, so he acts out even more, and it's become his identity, and it's unfathomable that he would be held accountable. But his progress in his life is to return as a sober man and hold himself accountable, which is also what Diane said. When he Mm -hmm. said, "I like, he was coming to Diane, like, when they went to rehab, right, at the beginning, saying he did something so awful to Gina, he forgot about it because he was high. Mm Mm-hmm. And when he saw it, he was like, I want someone to hold me accountable. He was just dragging everyone down. Mm
1: -hmm. And Diane
0: was like, you have to hold yourself accountable. And that's what I think he's doing, which is weird. He kind of just did it for himself. (laughs) He was like, is this therapy? This is amazing. I do think that there was an allegory for race, like Bojack has avoided anyone who reminds him of his mm-hmm. parents. Maybe it wasn't just race, it was also just people who have the same behavioral patterns mm-hmm. as, as his parents, but really it seems like all horses are just saying, like <laughs> all people of this one species, right?
1: Yeah. Which is difficult. And I think that again similar with the episodes, other episodes, and other seasons too. It's like he can have these moments of realization, but it's a matter of like what's going to happen afterwards. Because in previous episodes, I think it was like, oh my gosh, he went to rehab. He seems to be doing well. Like, he's totally ready to leave. Well, actually, no, he's not. Yeah. So, yeah. even when he came back from, um, I think when he visited his parents' home, where they had like the bee, the B neighborhood, the, the one who helped fix the home or whatever. Oh, like, yeah,
0: in Michigan, when he went yeah. to go see the sugar family, a mm-hmm. Sugarman family's summer house.
1: And then, like, when he came back, it seemed like he had done a lot of, like, self-realization and, like, wanted to better himself. But when he came back, he went straight to his drug dealers. He went straight
0: to, like, all of them. And so... But in that process, mm-hmm. Melina, mm-hmm. He, yes, he came back and he done some introspection, but he actually bulldozed that house and when his neighbor asked him to be vulnerable, he didn't. Mm-hmm. Do you remember that? Like, I don't think bojack has ever vocalized things with his parents he's ruminated on them in his head Mm -hmm, and he's mm -hmm. tried to forget about those which is what he says he does with alcohol is he punishes himself he's Mm. trying to forget those memories and when he saw that his neighbor who i don't know if he was a bee i think he was a different type of flying thing had never flown before because his wife died when they both flew together right after that tragic moment and he was so upset Bojack pushed away emotion. He didn't lean into the uncomfortableness. He didn't lean Mm -hmm. into still doing the right thing. And I think what was so impactful to me Mm -hmm. was that after Dr. Champ proceeded to drink again, he checked Mm -hmm. him into rehab and he told pastiche, Mm -hmm. right? Which is something Bojack, like when he dropped off that kid in New Mexico at the hospital, he didn't stay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I remember that. He didn't take accountability. Like here here he's saying he told Dr. Champ and the Dr. Champ said really mean things to him. Mm -hmm. right because dr champ knows a lot of his personal information now he's using that against him Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and bojack said you know i won't forget i'm sober now and i'm holding myself accountable for that which was him accepting this um he he didn't seem like he reverted he acknowledged it but he Mm -hmm. still walked away and did the right thing he didn't like feed into that anger he didn't like just like give up and go drinking or Mm -hmm. to forget how awful he felt because you know dr champ was really mean to him but he Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. moved on And he left. And I thought that was – like, that's different from Michigan to me in the fact where he's staying in that vulnerable state, right? Mm. Like, continuing to stay sober means he has to remember everything. He has Mm. to also not – he's not able to run away in some ways, right? Mm. And that's what he did in Michigan. He physically ran away as well.
1: But Mm. he also,
0: like, bulldozed the house, right? Like, he got rid of the memories. He got rid of the the other stuff. And, yes, he left him at Partridge's, but he – was like, I'm going to move on. I'm going to focus on my life. And I'm also going to understand that this is what's best for you. And I'm I'm going to take that responsibility. Um, And I, I thought it was different in that way.
1: I'll see what he does in the next episode.
0: No, and I think that makes sense. Like, I think this is... And and with most, most addictions, right? This mm-hmm. is a lifelong journey for BoJack, mm-hmm. right? This is not like a switch. He's going to yeah. have the temptation for his addiction every mm-hmm. single day. It's going to be difficult, right? Mm-hmm. For sure. Especially because... Like, it's 50 years at least
1: Mm -hmm. that he's had
0: this habit. Like, when we go back, that is a long time Mm -hmm. for you to have a habit. And that means it takes a lot of willpower and restraint to sort of change it Mm -hmm. and growth, right? And yes, he's had some six months of progress. And I think this is why Bojack was scared, right?
1: Yeah. And that's why I said I'll see how things go. Because I think it's great that he does have all these strides and he's making these, like, changes. But it's a matter of consistency. And of course, it's not always going to be like, a. he's always going to do things perfectly. There's always going to be like,
0: he's growing, he's still learning,
1: like steps falling back. But it's just a matter of like, still trying and trying.
0: Yeah, exactly. Let's talk a little bit about Jorge and Todd.
1: Yeah, did I ever mention Jorge before? Or was this the first time? I don't think I've heard of him.
0: No, but I have mentioned before, so I knew about this. So the fact that Todd, I think early on in season one, we talked about um, white privilege and Todd. Like Todd seemed Mm -hmm. to always get away with everything. He doesn't seem to really need to ever have a plan. And I talked about this is sort of like, it seems like, things just land in Todd's lap and it's very funny it adds for a lot of comedy but Hmm. I also mentioned that you know he's white and then I put an asterisk at that time but you know his last name is Chavez we don't really know anything and that's because I know that Todd is actually white and his last name is because um his stepfather adopted him his stepfather who is actually uh Latino I guess Mm -hmm. or Hispanic. Did you recognize Todd's stepfather Jorge? I
1: don't think so no
0: okay melina i love the show jane the virgin todd's dad is actually jaime camel who is jane's dad in the show okay and it's hilarious so jane the virgin is a show that's telenovela it draws from that and telenovelas are kind of like soap operas so they have a Mm -hmm. lot of like drama like my mother's in a coma my twin brother has emerged and you know like the evil twin like a lot of those soap opera plots but like with a little bit of magical realism things having a bit of you know it works out for the main character obviously but a lot of this funny drama and it's got a comedic element it's super fun I loved the show and uh, Jaime has this over-the-top personality in the show, which is mm-hmm. just like, hes it's kind of ironic because Jorge is very serious and rational. And Jaime is like this celebrity who's an actor. And he's just rich and uh, he came to America when he's rich and wealthy. And mm-hmm. so a lot of his personality is exuberance in some ways, right? <laughs> and he's just like over the top and dramatic and not more like Todd I think oh. that Jorge is if that's what I mean to say <laughs> which is hilarious but um, yeah so I love that tank. I really shout out to anyone you should totally watch Jane the Virgin it's a great show but what did you think about like that was one of the things I brought up earlier in the season when I dropped about Todd being white but having the name mm. Chavez what did you think about this plot point I mean I completely
1: forgot you brought it up but like I be, I kind of figured they were hinting at it at the very beginning when we saw him, we could see he's like a different skin color. Yeah. And like at the beginning when um Todd was complaining about how his dad was so hard on him, or stepdad, I guess, was so yeah. hard on him. And Jorge was like, I did it because like I had to, like life is difficult, life is harsh. And Todd yeah. was like, Life is easy, I don't know what you're talking about. And I'm like Yeah, because you're white
0: passing, or in this case, actually white, because he was like adopted. That's actually very (laughs) true. If you're white passing, you do end up getting some of that privilege, right? And it's Mm -hmm. not like Todd's life is easy Mm -hmm. completely. Like Mm -hmm. he definitely doesn't have a really like high. I would say like his dad is measuring him on his level of happiness, Mm -hmm. as Todd mentions, right? Like he doesn't have a house, he doesn't have a roof, he doesn't have a job, right? Mm -hmm. But like Todd seems to always like things work out for him. He gets lots of offers. He doesn't struggle, even though he's living what would mm-hmm. be not like a stable life. Whereas mm-hmm. I think the difference for his stepdad really is that unless he's able to build mm-hmm. that bare minimum, he can't have the level of joy and sort of stability that Todd has, even with less.
1: Mm-hmm. And like the way that they're treated is very different too. Like when yeah. they were almost caught by the security guard, and the when they were breaking in, like the security guard was immediately like, "Oh, little boy, like, are you okay? Like, is this man like harassing you? Like, yeah. all these things." When they're both clearly breaking in, yeah. <laughs> like... And
0: Todd just when he was trying to also sneak into security was being very straight laced and was like, "I'll mm. just say who I am and I'll just get in because you know things are just easier for me to sneak into places." Whereas his stepdad had to think of like ways to. Mm-hmm. Um, sneak in. He had to be a little bit more strategic. And he was like, oh, mm-hmm. people are racist. I'm going to assume that I'm help because I am Hispanic. Right. Mm-hmm. So he, he had to use that. And in some ways, like his life had required him to be mm-hmm. stronger and harder. And that it basically trained him for a different type of life. Right. Mm-hmm. Which is like, I need to be smarter because everything that I need to do, the same thing as Todd, I have to work a little bit differently to get it. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think this is what people forget with the question of privilege because I think a lot of people get really upset. We are in no way saying that um, if you have like some degree of privilege, that's what we're trying to say with Todd because he's white that doesn't mean, or white passing, I should clarify, that doesn't mean you do not struggle. Like Todd struggles, right? He Mm -hmm. has difficulties, not necessarily in the fact that people assume he's a criminal when Mm -hmm. they see him, right? There's certain things he gets a pass for and there's certain Mm -hmm. things he doesn't, right? Mm -hmm. Which is like, he still struggles. He still doesn't have like Mm an apartment for himself, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Now, like he doesn't, like, he can't really keep a stable job, but he was with a bunch of like, he had so many personal (laughs) assistants. So like it's a mixed bag, You know, it's not that Todd doesn't struggle. He couldn't get his rock opera up, for example, Mm -hmm. right? He had so much difficulty getting that and even getting his shot there. So Mm -hmm. when we say someone has white privilege, we're not saying they do not have difficulty. But Mm -hmm. what we are saying is that they don't have an additional difficulty that people who are not white have. Right. Mm -hmm. Melina and I both being not white have faced some of this as well as Jorge has where like sometimes there's another level that we Mm -hmm. have to fight against. And so, you know, also as women, we have different difficulties as well. And that's Mm -hmm. why intersectionality plays into this. Right. Mm -hmm. We have different obstacles that come. And when you have less of those obstacles and you don't notice other people have different ones, that in itself is a privilege. You don't have to worry about having these hurdles to go across. But mm-hmm. just as Todd has some benefits, he mm-hmm. also has some struggles. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, no, for sure. Like, life's not easy for him either. They're just different, as you were saying, different kinds of struggles. Although I am curious about his relationship with his mom. Because it's like, we can understand, like, why there's so much friction between him and his dad. Yep. Stepdad, I guess. But like... Yep. There's some friction between him and his mom, too. And I don't think they've discussed what it was, right?
0: They have not.
1: Mm -hmm. So I wonder, like, if they're going to bring it up later in the season.
0: Yeah, maybe we will get to hear more. I think Jorge and his dad, despite the fact he's a stepdad, they do seem tight. Like, Jorge never mentioned him as his stepson. He always referred to him as his son. Mm. Right? So I think that was actually, despite the fact there was this bridge between them, it looks like Jorge has always treated him like his 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 child right mm-hmm. um, but with his mom we don't know yet and that's something you know hopefully we find out more but uh mm-hmm. we'll see melina do you have predictions as to why todd and his mom have a falling out or are not talking it's mm-hmm. been 10 years it looks like
1: yeah i have no idea like the whole jorge thing was just completely out of the blue <laughs> like yeah. so no i have no idea maybe there were like little crumbs that were like sprinkle throughout a story, but I cannot grasp any at the moment. It's been
0: six seasons, Melina. If those (laughs) crumbs come together, I think you'll be definitely shocked and very impressed. Looking forward to being impressed. And the last storyline that I think we definitely have to talk about is Princess Carolyn and the assistance negotiation. Oh, yes, that's... Yes. So they come up with a very smart method of like dividing and conquering the assistants that are leading the fight, right? The strike. And -hmm. they're like, okay, we're going to basically promote them and give them what they want so that they're no longer assistants and they're not going to care. And then they leave Stuart because Princess Carolyn had to work with poor Stuart and Stuart's not very competent (laughs) to handle the negotiations. And he's obviously going to blunder and he was about to just sign it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then Princess Carolyn has a change of heart. What did you think about that change of heart?
1: Yes, it was definitely very sudden. It was like there were certain words that triggered it where it was like, "Oh, like this happened to me in the past where they were going to promise me they'd like in a better position and then it didn't happen until she had to make her leave."
0: She stayed as an assistant until she was in her 30s, I think, right?
1: Yeah, and then she was like, "I got to go and make my own company."
0: Yeah. Actually, no, even before the moving to Vim, she was an assistant for BoJack's agent. I forgot his name, Marv, I think, or Merv? Yeah, yeah. And then she eventually, and we saw this in a flashback, she just, like, stood up to them and was like, hey, I I want to do this. And he was like, I quit, whatever, you can have my job. And that was the only reason why she became an agent was because mm-hmm. she stood up for herself, right?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I think, like, she kind of saw herself in these assistants, and then she saw herself almost as Marv being like, I'm the person who's, like, destroying these people's hearts and dreams.
0: Yeah, which is interesting because she kept Laura. She didn't promote her. Do you remember her old oh, yeah, assistant who's competent? That. Yeah, because she liked her and she kept her in that position. So mm-hmm. I think this was interesting for Princess Carolyn. But what did you mm-hmm. think about her being like, okay, I see myself in them and she went to help them out? What do you think about that helping?
1: Yeah, oh, getting Judah. Yeah.
0: So she has Judah's number. Mm-hmm. And. That means she's been in touch with Judah, right? Or has she just never called him? I mean, well, we don't know. Like, yeah. we definitely
1: can't tell during, like when he when she gave Stuart a number and told him to call.
0: Yeah, who did you, you know? think that number was?
1: I just assumed it was some like, just some random like agency or something. I didn't actually realize it was Judah yeah. at all until he showed up.
0: And they did like acknowledge each other, but yeah. that was about it. I would have assumed it was like an arbitrator, a lawyer, a negotiator. The fact mm. that it was Judah surprised me, but then I remembered, right? Like first what? I remembered that Judah has to, like, I remember he was part of this episode. And But anyways, but the second part of this is, do you remember when Judah negotiated his portion of the original Vim?
1: Yes. He was very straightforward about it.
0: Yes. And he also made very clear, articulate points. He stood his ground. He was like, I am contributing far more than an assistant. I think I should have a stake in the original VIM. And she was like, not original at the time. It was only one. Right? <laughs> she was like, it was a VIM agency. And now she has a management, right? So he was like, yeah, I think I need a stake in this. And then they negotiate back and forth. It was really quick. It was really efficient. And mm. I was like, oh, yeah, maybe Judah is better than like an arbitrator and a negotiator because he is that <laughs> and also an assistant.
1: Hmm. actually, I wonder what Judah's been up to actually this whole time.
0: Yeah. What do you think it is? Do you have any predictions? Any thoughts?
1: I mean, probably an assistant agency. I don't know.
0: Maybe. (laughs) Well, I guess maybe we'll find out what it was. Um, Melina, we are wrapping Mm. it up, so we got to talk about some important things. We also saw Diane. Ah,
1: yes. Briefly during their stint.
0: We had a prediction last time, right? So we got to hit all the predictions. We had a prediction Mm. that Guy would not let it go and he would find out about Diane and the I am terrible, like her feeling awful. How did you feel about Guy confronting her?
1: Yeah, I mean, Guy like didn't know exactly what he, she wrote, but he didn't know like she was very down whenever she like talked about her book or anything. And like yeah. he did tell her like, if you don't want to write it, you don't have to.
0: Yeah, which I think is really amazing. Like he's been really supportive and attentive mm-hmm. and he's recognizing where she is. This mm-hmm. is like, I, I don't mean to like, really shit on Mr. Peanut Butter. But like this is a vast improvement for Mr. Peanut Butter, who I don't think he necessarily noticed this about her and then was like giving her options. What are your mm-hmm. thoughts on Guy and Diane? And does it seem like their relationship is stronger? Not stronger? What are your thoughts?
1: I mean, compared to what we saw with Diane and Mr. Peanut Butter, I would definitely say Guy's and Diane's relationship is well at least, like, he does seem to care for her more, like you said. And not just, like, care. Like, Mr. Peter never cared for her, but he didn't really, like, see her. Like, the way yeah. that Guy's seeing her right now. But yeah. I think that she needs to be more vulnerable and open with him for it to be, for it to go places.
0: Like, she still needs to open up about this, right? Like, she's holding yeah. still things back. She's not completely vulnerable with, with Guy.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I think it will definitely take time. Like, it's kind of hard to tell everyone, like, hey, or tell someone, like, hey, I hate myself. Kind yeah. Of like. yeah, speaking
0: of internalized self-hatred, right? And that's, yeah. I think, also why Diane and Bojack really clicked, because they both kind of recognize that in each other, right?
1: Hmm. Yeah, so I think we'll have to see how their story progresses.
0: It's hard to say now where things go. So Bojack, you're like, okay, your prediction right now on this was like, let's wait and see how he's progressing. These seem good. On the stair model, how do you see it so far? I think like he is taking steps, but
1: again, we also have to see like once he gets out of once he actually gets home, like yeah. what's gonna happen. Cause he still hasn't gotten home. Like no we ended on a cliffhanger <laughs> with him turning the lock so we really have to wait and see
0: yeah yeah so we'll have to wait but on the stair model what do you where do you see him i don't know if you answered that
1: uh, i think he's taking like steps forward
0: okay yeah okay mm-hmm. i think it's been progressively like going back through the previous episode that he's taking steps forward mm-hmm. um, so it, i definitely think it's good progress i don't think we've had an episode where he's taken any steps back unlike in the last few seasons
1: I mean, I don't know. I wouldn't say it's a step back per se, but at least in the last few episodes, like there was a lot of his not wanting to leave rehab. Yeah. So I mean, like in
0: the versus the previous seasons, right? Like oh, yes. the previous seasons, it would be like a step forward in the next episode, like a step back or like a half step you know, down again and up again. And there'd be mm-hmm. a lot of uh, variation. And now I do feel like even though he didn't want to leave rehab, it's been some steps forward.
1: Mm hmm. Yeah, so we'll see how things go once it
0: gets back to the real life and real life stressors and all that. Yep, the stressors will actually and really see how that comes into play. What do you think is going to happen with the future of Vim and the assistants in Hollywood?
1: I'm not sure about Vim, but I know for sure Judah's going to negotiate something decent with the assistants. I mean, they only really want a basic thing. They just want to be treated like,
0: (laughs) they just want to be treated nicely. That is it. Yeah, like respect. They want respect. I was like, wow. I, love it. I was like, non-negotiable. We can't give them respect. Who am I supposed to yell at other than my assistants? And I was like, oh my gosh.
1: <laughs> I was just like, I can't. Um, so I feel like Judah will not only get that, I feel like he'll actually be able to negotiate for more.
0: I don't know what, but... A lot of faith here you have. you have in Judah. Do you think we'll see a return of Judah more
1: permanently? Maybe. I, I do I do hope that he and Princess Carolyn have a conversation and I do hope Princess Carolyn gets a better assistance than Stuart. <laughs> so maybe like maybe Vim won't have like just Princess Carolyn as the owner. Maybe they'll have the yeah. co-owners if they're if like Princess Carolyn and Judah are able to work something out together.
0: Okay, I think that'll be interesting. Let's see if Melina, your predictions right. Mm-hmm. uh so we have the predictions for princess carolyn we have the predictions for bojack diane we'll see how things go with guy you know we got he's she's got to share a little bit more she's not being vulnerable
1: mm-hmm. completely
0: she has some secrets mm-hmm. um todd and uh, his family you're curious what his mom and him have his beef so there's a lot of stuff melina do you have predictions what the next episode will be about because you kept saying it's a todd episode do you think this counts do you want more todd I think, especially
1: if they introduced a whole new storyline with Todd, it's like, I can see there being more Todd, but I can also see how everyone's, there's progression with everyone. Like there was no peanut butter, Mr. Peanut Butter in this episode at all.
0: But he was there last episode a lot.
1: That was true. He was. So I think next episode, they will continue growing with everyone's uh, storylines.
0: No, I think it makes sense. There's a lot of juicy parts. So we'll have to tune in next week, folks, to find out if Melina's right, about Judah being there, maybe co-owner of Vim, about us finding out what happens with Todd and his mom, what actually made them not speak for 10 years. Will Diane and Guy actually work out? Are they actually better than Mr. Peanut Butter and Diane? Because we keep saying that, but maybe we're dead wrong, right?
1: Yeah, I guess there's always a possibility.
0: Yeah, I might be leading you down uh, the wrong path, right? So we'll have to find out. Remember to like. Follow. Subscribe. Rate. Share.
1: And everything else.
0: Yes, everything else. Until next time, because then you'll be able to find out all this and more along with us. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Bye. Follow us on our socials. We're yakin'aboutbojack on Instagram and Pod on Reddit. You can listen to us on Anchor, Spotify, Breaker, Google Podcasts, Pocket Cast, and Radio Public. Yakin' About Bojack is produced, recorded, and edited by Melina and Aditi. Music is by Podcast Co.'s royalty-free album, Keep Calm and Podcast, the song One Fine Day. All thoughts on this podcast are personal opinions. If you or someone you know is experiencing issues with addiction, substance abuse, or any of the topics mentioned in this episode, please know there is hope and seek professional help.